We're on. Um, breathe in, breathe out. This is our warm up for the podcast. Oh my Massage gosh. Facial muscles because now we're video recording this. This is kind of calming, I must say. Breathing? No, like you giving me these instructions. I'm like, I don't think of you as like a calm app girl. Should I be Locally. like a meditation leader? I think you could be one. I would be the worst meditation leader. <laughs> if you stuck with who you were before, not now, but oh, earlier in the Girl, podcast. that was an act. That was for comedic <laughs> element. Like that was like, that was like, you know, putting on a character because you know I have a BFA. You know. Do you? Oh, do you see? My mom actually brought my BFA here. <gasps> oh my god! Yes, hold Matt Steele is looking y'all. at my diploma, which I have not seen since I graduated. I literally have had moments of being like, "Did I get a diploma?" She exists. And she exists, ladies and darling. You can ex- promise the truth of the matter. Wait, should I hide the the year? No, I have my birth year on my shirt. I, I know. So, I was like, "You're <laughs> revealing everything right here." Yes, it's the thing. We're very open on the podcast. I think that's good, and I'm glad. Girl, last could... podcast you said you were 29. Hey, whatever. You just said you came out of the womb five minutes ago. So <laughs> give me a fucking break. <laughs> I actually didn't even come out of the womb. I was a C-section baby. Oh, well, crazy. It's lies abound. This lies from you. Lies from me. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. We're so happy to be back. Back in the studio, back in the world, yes. back among all of you. It is Easter, so like yes. Jesus is kind of back too. It's true, Jesus has Jesus, returned it, as we have returned. It is Easter, it yes. is also Passover at the same time. Yes. Isn't it also Ramadan? I'm not sure. Okay. I can neither confirm nor deny. We just got confirmation on our Twitch that it is Ramadan. So happy Ramadan. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Happy uh, tax uh, season. I hope everyone got them done. Did you get yours done? I know you had your computer issue. I sure did. You know, we can talk about that. If if you ask me how my week was, it was just like taxes. All right. How was your week? Well, you know, (laughs) I was going to do taxes the week my computer broke. So now I finally got to do it because Tuesday, I I did it. I bit the bullet. I bought... A new computer, a new laptop. I bought a 14-inch MacBook Pro, darling. Wow. It is silver. It is sleek. It works. It just turns on with the tap of my thumb because it t- does my thumbprint yes. or fingerprint, whatever that technology is. Um, and so I finally got to do my taxes. And, you know, it was scary, as taxes usually are when you they do them are. yourself they and everything. Are. But I think I did them mostly correct. I'm sure you did amazing. Um, yeah, it's like, you know how you... I also did them like in the middle of the night, which was such a dumb idea because like I couldn't like text my mom and be like, hey, question. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know how like you fill a bunch of stuff, all the stuff out yes. and then you do all your, um, you know, your write offs and everything. And I'm mm-hmm. an actor and I do this podcast. You're an actor? I, I know, darling. <laughs> and I do this podcast. 
podcast and I work at a I have many jobs. I wear many hats and everything. So I have a lot of write-offs and, mm-hmm. and so doing all the calculations with the car and everything. And, and whenever you like think you're done, they're always like, we have some things that we'd I like know. to double check. I hate that. I know. And all the things they want to double check are like questions that you don't understand the question. <laughs> and so you're like, I don't, you're like, I don't know, but I'm pretty positive. The answer to this is zero. Right. I'm pretty sure. Cause if it, if I, if I don't understand it, that means it doesn't apply to me, exactly. right? And so I would always be like, zero, and click. And they'd be like, this is not an acceptable answer. <laughs> and I'd be like, god damn it, 0.00, click. Not an acceptable answer. Awful. So at those points, you just kind of have to be like, one? <laughs> <laughs> and click, and they're Lord, like, that's an acceptable answer. Matt Steele's auditor, I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> And if you are, it's, it's, this is for comedic effect. It's literally for like one of those questions that like really does not affect right. anything. And like, I know the answer is zero. Right. So like if I answer one, right. like it can't affect it too much. I know. It's just like, I feel like I get that message so often. And then I go back and I actually can't tell what they're highlighting. They're like, it's yeah. like, oh, yes, do you, this. And I'm like, why have you not highlighted a field that's going to tell me what I need to change or update? And I have to like scroll through and just figure it out and go just like trial and error. This and you shit. can't figure it out because there's no. a million things that you left empty because they don't apply to right. you and everything. Yet they don't highlight it. I hate that. Mm. And it's like TurboTax. I love you in that I don't want to hire someone to do my taxes. Yes. But TurboTax does everything right except for that. It's like they, the worst. When they add, ask you to double check whatever, and they don't like, highlight it. It's, it's like, like I'm. It's fucking Groundhog Day. I'm going back and submitting it. And it's like, oh, we found one more thing. It's like, well, tell me what the thing is. And I just the whole idea that the fact that the IRS knows exactly how much we owe or are owed, and we they just want us to figure out and get it right. It's just like this actually doesn't make any fucking sense. I know that's what every like TikTok is about. Yeah. But like, why? Like, why is this? Why is the onus on us when it's like I'm not a fucking accountant. I'm not a mathematician. I just am a person who's living, wanting to do right by the world. And yeah, I, I, and I am good at math. I'm great at like, math. Like, I am very good at math. Yeah. I, I consider myself a fairly intelligent person. My BFA may be in drama, but like, you know, it, hey, mm. I'm, I'm an intelligent person. I can go through life and be fine. For sure. So like, I can't imagine like the people who are just like. I know. Uh, like really have no idea what's going on <laughs> in the world, like I doing know. their taxes. They can't it's be like, doing it if, right. I always no felt, one's doing it right. No, no one's doing it right. And it, I always felt that way when I couldn't drive or I was scared to drive on freeways and I would mm. look at other people and be like, that freeway is filled with so many fucking idiots. Yes. And I am smart and I should be able to do this thing yes. that dumb people can do. You are smart and you are aware and you are cautious. Yes. And all these dumb dumbs are just like I know. speeding on by and everything. But then it's, it's like, like mm. are they doing this because they care less than we do and they don't worry that they're like I think they don't worry. Doing things wrong like driving on the freeway and their taxes. <laughs> I think that's the thing. So like IRS if you are listening, if I did it all wrong just know that I really care and I yes. tried he to tried. do the right thing. His heart was in the right place when he was doing his taxes yeah have you been able to explore the new computer at all is there any new functionality that's exciting for you besides the like you know touch opening um not really like it's all just like a you know a little sleeker it's a little Mm. smaller Mm. i was you know able to do things move faster love that um and so yeah i don't i don't know it it feels like how my computer usually feels it's it's just you know newer i love that um and so that's very nice that's exciting you had a very busy week what did you do well um my mom has been in town she got in on wednesday picked her up from the airport around 7 p.m and i took thursday and friday off we went to see so many museums 
Getty, Getty Villa, the Broad. We do that every time my mom's in town. Oh, your mom is Getty, Getty Queen. She like, loves that. Yeah. And, but the thing is, we live so much further from the Getty now, and we Ooh. mistake. I, like, in planning, had the Getty and the Getty Villa on separate days. Damn. But it's like, do you really want to be in that traffic, going across town in L.A. traffic twice? And it's like... I don't. <laughs> I don't. And so next time we're all learning about the new apartment, the new place. And she's sad that she missed our last place because it was during COVID. We moved basically right before COVID started to our to Matt Steele's current apartment. And uh, then it was 2020. So my mom didn't get to come and visit. She basically did not see that last apartment. So you yeah. can just send my mom a bunch of pictures. I mean, she can, to- I can drive her down tonight. <laughs> like she's chilling in the living room. I can be like, hey, you want to spend the night at my place? I know, right? And it's just like... I, I don't know if it's worth all of that, but, mm. you know, we want everyone to be as involved in the apartment process as possible. Yeah. You know, especially our mom. Yeah. Actually, I, I wouldn't want her to spend the night tonight because guess what? I woke up this morning, mm. too. What? Um, you remember that in your bedroom, which is now my bedroom, yes. the, the wonderful sink? Yes. Uh, well, I opens the cabinet underneath it and there's a leak in the sink. No, I know. That's a shitty feeling. I know. So I had to like email the landlord and be like, hi. hi. <laughs> I mean, I always feel like with him and I guess with all landlords, it's like you won't hear from us for like three to five months. But it's like if you hear from us, there's something wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's something wrong, which I guess is just yeah. the landlord journey. But it just made me feel bad. It's like I hate thinking that I only reach out to you when things are wrong. But it's also like I also pay you. Over a thousand dollars every month. So. Of course, yeah. Um, oh no, we're we are, we're very good tenants. Yes. Like we were not a pains in the butts no. at all and everything. Which I'm sure he has many tenants who he's just like, oh god, this motherfucker. I'm again. sure. Um, but yeah, I'm sure he enjoys you know hearing from me because yes. he doesn't hear from you anymore. Not anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, and I must say yes. something that I'm going to start off with something that will frighten you but shouldn't. Okay. I don't have COVID. Okay. Okay. But I, as we all remember, I was a bit sick a couple of weeks ago. And as literally as I was going to pick up my mom, I realized because I, basically I was just taking a shower, uh, put on deodorant and um, like, sm- like, you know, my deodorant is not unscented. So I was like, oh, I for- like in doing other things in the bathroom, I've forgotten if I've put on my deodorant, went to smell my armpit. Uh-huh. And I could not smell anything. Uh-huh. So... Uh, the I took another COVID test. I had taken one a few days ago. It was negative again. Uh, and so I went to an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Uh-huh. And I have something called chronic sin- sinusitis, I guess is what it's called, how it's pronounced. Okay. So I'm having a procedure, not this, not tomorrow, but next Monday to basically open up sinusitis. The, yeah. I've se- I've heard of that. Yeah. Oh, I've YouTubed all those videos. They stick a balloon up you and it's like squeeze it and it opens. Oh, I'm so excited for you. I'm excited, but I didn't. But the thing is, the lady was like, not like, it's not like you've had one sinus infection. I think this has been happening to you over the years. Yeah. And you just didn't notice. So they're going to do the balloon thing, open up that. And they're like, your, they're like, your sinuses, usually people come in and like feeling pressure and pain, which I literally don't feel generally. Yeah. You don't and sound stuffy. I don't sound stuffy. I don't feel stuffy. They're like, oh, you in, in this picture, you should usually just see like a little bit of a line at the bottom. And that would even be a problem. And your sinuses are half filled. Oh, jeez. Get so, it out of there. That's what I'm doing. But I'm oh like, God. I have to take a Valium beforehand. It's like a <laughs> whole thing. I just am like nervous about it. Oh my but God. I'm like, I'm also like, okay, historically, for at least as long as I can remember, I've been a person that's like, even when my nose was like working more than zero, which it's basically zero now, uh, I was like, my sense of smell has never been great. Okay. At least in since high school or something. And okay. I'm like, 
is this procedure going to like fully change my life? Like, am I going to smell things like so strongly? I don't know. Mm. There's a moment in 30 Rock where like it comes out that Tracy had like something stuck up his nose for his entire life, finally got it out. And he sings a song. He's like, I can smell, I can smell, I can smell. I'm like, is that going to be me? I have a friend who I was a camp counselor with. And she had was born with like a deviated, uh, an extremely deviated septum. And so she could never smell. Mm. Like as a kid, she's never able to smell. Her sense of smell was never good. One day in high school, she got some procedure done um, and that like helped her with her deviated septum. It wasn't like a full surgery like that they do for deviated septums, but they did something and she was suddenly able to smell. She walked outside, smelled the grass and vomited. (gasps) (laughs) Like she smelled the grass for the first time and threw up everywhere and she was like, fuck this. (laughs) Like fuck smelling. This sucks. Wait, just... How, what does grass smell like? It's like grass. I don't really feel like I, it's not like a you strong smell. You don't smell grass. Is it a strong smell? Um, I feel like no. It, it's a strong smell if it's like freshly cut grass. Uh, like okay. that, it's stronger if it's like freshly cut. Like honestly, like California grass, I've, I I <laughs> don't really smell. smell. New Jersey East Coast grass mm. is like, and we're really talking about like lawn grass, not like marijuana. Uh, <laughs> like like. It. I feel like I always smell grass more on the East Coast. Okay. Um. I don't know why. Interesting. That's. If are there any scientists on Twitch? Help us out with that. Um. I wonder if like if when they clear it out, are you going to be able to hit some new notes? That honestly is my biggest hope. Oh <laughs> my hope god. That like I have trained myself to sing through the sinusitis for all these years. That like I'm going to sound like fucking Brian McKnight after this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't foresee it, but you never know. Well, I when I was in high school before my NYU audition, I had you know like a. a something wrong with my vocal cords like I like lost my voice for mm. a bit and so I went to an ENT and they scoped me like through the nose and everything yeah. and the um the ENT was like you know your nasal passages like nothing's deviated or anything but your nasal passages are more narrow than the average male nasal passage interesting. and I was like interesting maybe that's why I've never been able to successfully blow my nose that's true you do have a nose blowing thing yeah like if if I'm congested it doesn't blow like weird. I blow and I blow and I blow and it just gets worse and the thing is with this last sickness I usually like have a normal amount of like oh I can blow my nose and then I don't and then um you know the cold is over and like we're not blowing our noses anymore I have still been blowing my nose like every like once or twice a day mm. since I've been better and I'm like what is this about and it's like oh, I guess there's just a lot going on in here I don't know it's just gonna be it's gonna be weird I wonder what it's all going to be like if it improves my vocal tone you're welcome because you'll hear it and I'll be, I'm gonna have such a I'm gonna sound like Luther fucking Van oh my god this new album the next <sighs> album is gonna be oh, like but I've already recorded one song I need to redo it <laughs> <laughs> you can redo it it takes like five seconds to you know Sing all of those parts in the harmonies, darling. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if- but let's get real. The song's like, what, two minutes, 20 seconds? No, it's not because I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> it has the whole fucking bridge and everything. But I, we're going to see if this makes, it either is going to make, I feel like it's either going to make a huge difference and my life will be forever changed or nothing will change. And I'll get like the sense of smell I had before back and like all will be well. Either way is fine, but it'd be more exciting if it was like a game change. For oh my God. Me, you know, you suddenly are like Barbara Streisand and like, it's just all in the mask. Right I need here. it. I need it. Oh, I'm excited for you. When I'm, is this procedure? It is the 25th of April. I'm hoping because my birthday is the 29th and they're like, oh, you should be back to like doing regular things. Don't like work out until a week afterwards but I'm just hoping that by the time I receive the cheesecake that I will be receiving <laughs> one way or another on my fucking birthday that I can taste it to its full okay. extent can you, you not know? taste now I can taste now but like it's not like it was like I can more like I can 
sense like oh this is salty versus this is uh, okay. spicy but it's not like oh this fish tastes really fishy or like I would I'm I look things up it's like what happens when people can't smell and they're like people don't know when food is bad and oh. like you can't smell if there's a gas leak and shit like that and so mm-hmm. I'm like I don't know I just I'm nervous we're gonna see how it all goes I think it'll be fine get ready for that grass baby I, I, oh uh, yes I'm gonna try to get ready for the grass and I hope I don't throw up like your friend I, I think you'll be fine you have a strong stomach <laughs> I do yeah. I do uh, so should we dive into the few news for idiots we have I know we might as week? well keep talking about our sinuses honestly, guys our mu- sinuses and our taxes it's more exciting there's honestly one piece of news that's very exciting but there's not much to say beyond congratulations but if you've been on the internet or on, uh, you know, in the world in the past week, you probably know that our queen, the legendary Miss Britney Spears, is with child. Oh, I'm so excited for her because, again, we all remember her terrifying testimony where she talked about having an IUD in that she didn't want in and not mm. being able to have it removed. And the fact that the first thing she did after this conservatorship was like, I'm getting fucking pregnant. Yes, and she like, did. I'm going to have sex, <laughs> unprotected sex yes. with my hot boyfriend. Boyfriend or husband. husband she keeps referring to him to his, as her husband. I'm like, but you they just secretly married, didn't but you? But they just got engaged. Like I they think, just announced engagement, but like, or, did they get married? Okay. I think, I mean, I feel like it would be very Britney to get married and not tell any of us. I love know? that. And also very Britney to want to be married when having a child. You oh, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's very, you know, old school in that way, I feel. Yeah. Um, so I am just so excited for her. I'm so happy that she can make life choices in this way. And it's also like, you know, she's 40. Like this, of course, she's very wealthy. She has access to any sort of assistance as needed. But it's like the 13 years that she was not allowed to make her own decisions were the years that she could have chosen to have another child. So yeah. I'm just glad that that window is not closed for her. I'm glad she's getting what she wants. I also think it's funny that in the post, and like maybe I've just read too many of her posts, but like people are like, wait, is Brittany pregnant or is she pregnant with a food baby? I'm like, is it? Is this not super clear to you? <laughs> like, I don't know how I can read Britney's language these days, but like, I found that post like, very I get clear. It. I interpret it. Yeah. Like, the lyrics make sense. To yes. Me. The Well, the thing is like, she also like posted a picture. It's a beautiful little picture of like a teacup or something like yes. that and the flowers and everything. So I, I assume people looked at it and were just like, did she just like finish brunch or something? Maybe that's why they thought food baby. And, and everything. I, I think she's in her description was talking about, oh, I like telling Sam like that she felt weird or felt like she was pregnant. He was like, oh, it's just a food baby. Yeah. And then I took a pregnant set test and then like she put a little baby emoji and I was like oh yeah so she's like that means she's pregnant yeah like but she has since posted more made it more and more clear that she is with child I'm just very excited for her I again don't want to push her to do music ever if she's not ready this is the life she clearly wanted and wants for herself right now and I just am excited and I feel like that is a very good note Jeff JC that with Britney being pregnant and Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez being back together engaged. It's like, it's truly 2005 again. It so it really is. Does that mean Mariah's about to release the emancipation of Mimi? We got something coming. I mean, uh, the butterfly lounge. We've just gotten a peek through and, the door and you're about to get your high school vocals back. The, the freshly changed voice, Matt Palmer. If you think my high school vocals are better than my current vocals. You are wrong. Oh girl. <laughs> my vocals right after my voice changed were so fucking oh. good. Oh my God. Like I, I had an amazing, amazing audition for the adventures of Tom Sawyer at a community theater. And like, I have never sounded better in my life. And every single like audition where I have to sing after that was literally trying to recreate that moment and I never will. I feel like it was the opposite for me. 
Like I've never sounded worse in my life than after my voice changed initially, which you can listen to Slipping Into Dream on our Patreon, my first 2002 album. Uh, but then <laughs> ever since then, it's just like we have to progressively get better and better, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like that's what we have been doing. And I, I'm telling you, we're going we're gonna to reach a new peak, hopefully, or nothing will change once I have this procedure. Anyways, <laughs> um, we're happy for Brittany is the point. Excited for her. And... I just, it's just so lovely to see her living the life she wants. After all this time. It's wonderful. She deserves it. Congratulations, Brittany. Wait, so when's that baby due? I'm assuming she's like maybe like a month along now or two. I was going to say, like, I hope she's at least a trimester in because you're not supposed to tell people, you know, it's still like dangerous, but clearly Brittany does what she wants. Yeah. She might be excited. I also love that she and Rihanna are pregnant at the same time. S&M duet partners. (laughs) Oh my God. Those babies are going to graduate school together. They might be in the same year. I would love that for them. Oh my God. Oh my God. 20, 20, uh, what's 18 years from now i don't want to think about it i'm 2040 2040 oh my god <laughs> and we'll be how old no one do this no, math no one i'm covering cover, my cover your chest up yes my chest if you're just listening to it has my birth year on it and so we can't do the math here today because it will just depress us um in other news music news harry styles debuted at number one with as it was that's okay <laughs> <laughs> Matt Steele's favorite song. I think the song is fine. Of all I, time. Like after coming off of, you know, the greatness that was fine line. Yes. It's like I was expecting a little, a little more, bit more. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, good for him. And he also just played Coachella and he brought Shania Twain out. I know. I saw that. And, and he said men are trash or something. I, yes. He said the woman who taught us how to sing and also that men are trash. <laughs> and I believe they sang um, You're Still the One and Man. I feel like a woman together, which oh, is that's great. fun. I think that's very fun. I also saw that Carly Rae Jepsen sang her new song at Coachella. Wait, did she? I she didn't did. see that. And I, refu- and I refused to click the video on Twitter because I was like, no, I want to listen to, you know, the real version. When does it, does it come out this Friday or something? Do we know. have a date? I don't know. I would love to know when that CRJ song comes out. I feel like I have, uh, she put up a, like a teaser clip that I did listen to, okay. uh, but not too closely, not with headphones on, just like a little listen. How's it sound? It like sounds, Joanne? It doesn't sound too, I it just like, my alarms didn't go off. Okay, okay. <laughs> Which is what I was worried about since we were doing like a Western wind, like maybe folk moment. It didn't feel like that. It okay. feels like definitely still within Carly Rae's wheelhouse, which is exciting. And I'll also... I love that little outfit Harry Styles. Oh, is he's wearing. so cute and glittery. He looks like Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream Coat, but I, like gay. I like that. We're not getting. with a gay guy. <laughs> of course, no gay people are on stage. And Shania Twain, as much as I love her and up, did say that if she was an American, she would have voted for Trump. And I'll never oh, forget that. I forgot about that. I won't. Oh, <laughs> but what otherwise, a rough day for the Shania stands. I mean, oh, those gays were probably so I upset. Bet. Um, but otherwise, Harry looks great. And I also love that it was like a gender bending outfit that wasn't an ill fitting dress. You know, it was, yeah, he looked right in that. It was like clearly we're trying, we're having moments that aren't just like look at me um so good for them oh sad news oh gilbert godfrey passed away yeah that was such a shocker because i feel like i just saw him recently like out and about right like make an appearance or something like that and it's so sad he was so young he was very young apparently he was with a um uh an illness that he had for like a while like that's what that he had for a while yeah let me see i think uh, his family posted we are heartbroken to announce the passing of our beloved gilbert godfrey after a long illness in addition to being the most iconic voice in comedy gilbert was a wonderful husband brother friend and father to his two young children although today is a sad day for all of us please keep laughing as loud as possible in Gilbert's honor, love the Gottfried family. Oh, so. laugh as loud as possible because you have to be as loud as his voice. Hello. Like the, the great thing about Gilbert Godfrey is just like obviously like a hysterical person, but I love how just like early on in his career he was like, All right, how do I stand out from everyone else? I know I will scream everything. And it's just like 
fucking brilliant. I also, I miss the era of time where like someone having an insanely loud voice or an insanely crazy laugh was a calling card. Yes. Like Janice on Friends and uh, fucking Fran Drescher mm. and Gilbert Gottfried. Like icons. everyone, they were icons because they were able to be like so wild and outlandish like 90s characters. But now everyone I feel like has to be... Like, I don't know, a little palatable or a little like able to cross over to the mainstream in a way that like prevents that kind of outlandishness. Oh, very much so. You know? I feel, I miss the days of like the Georgia Angles from like Mary Tyler Moore show where it's just like mm. it was like the, I'm the number one Carol Chan stand in say. the entire world. Like it's it's I miss the days where it's just like oh no, this person is just like intrinsically like mm. how they walk through the world and speak to you is funny. I feel yes. like now you know. I feel like every comedian feels like they have to be like, no, I'm the witty one. Right. Like I'm the one who's like, has like the smart, not that like these people weren't like, not that these people didn't have smart humor, but like, it's like, no, but my humor specifically is just like, oh, I'm, I'm really dry. I'm really succinct and everything. Whereas like, before like so many comedians were just like no I'm just a fucking weirdo right. I'm just gonna scream every goddamn thing and it's just gonna be iconic right. and not only will I do like crass ridiculous adult humor I'm also going to be like the voice of Iago in a, oh, la- in a, in a children's car- in like a family cartoon and everything classic. so it's just the fact that he could do it all and was just he was just amazing and, and I'm so sorry for his family. I know you're not like a, a comedian per se like you don't do stand up or whatever but could you bring that back for me you need to get on stage and be 2022 Gilbert Gottfried for all of us. Oh, bring it back? Yes, bring oh, it back. Oh, baby, I can bring it back. Okay. I can bring it back. <laughs> you do remember the Doomsday Diaries. I do. And I would like you to bring it back on stage and not like next to me because we do have earlobes. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> but I think there's a lane for you there. And oh, I feel like, there's absolutely a lane for me But there. would you like, ever do stand-up, really? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone is always like, oh, Matt Steele should do stand-up, Matt Steele. And like, it seems so scary. I, like I, my thing with the, the reason why I, I don't necessarily like lean into like, oh, I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian, a comedian, right. because like, I, I, I don't like the pressure of like having to like make people laugh as totally. Michael. Like I've always enjoyed like, oh no, I want to entertain people, or like I want to act and I want to portray this character. Like that right. was always like what I was very into. But like, th- but whenever there's like pressure of like oh, you need to make me laugh yeah. specifically, like then I feel like I lose it and I'm not funny and right. it doesn't work. Like I feel you know? like it's so much easier. I mean, clearly we have a whole Twitch going right now, but like we can just be ourselves and like just have our banter and happen into a comedic moment instead of being like, okay, this is the beat I'm going to hit. This is the beat I'm going to hit. Like having a whole set together seems so daunting and frightening to me. And, like, you, and I feel like, you know, like I, I'm hard off, off the cuff, Yes, you know? So I feel like I, sometimes I, Lord knows I, in Every single podcast I listen back and I'm just like, I said completely the wrong word that I meant to say. <laughs> it happens. You know, so I, I'm not great off the cuff. So I feel like stand up maybe is not for me. Mm. Like a sketch comedy. I feel like that's. But stand up's not off the cuff. They've written all of that out. They do have it all written out. But like they, I feel like they have to learn how to be like, okay, this sort of. Um, this these bits aren't working. Let mm. me switch over to this other stuff that I maybe am working on, right. sort of like okay. trying out and everything. Or you know, something happens and they have to just improvise and everything. It's just like, oh, that's so much stress. <laughs> I like I I don't know. I've I've always saw myself as you know a a funny actor. All right, you that's know. fair. Well, hey, so, 
I think you're doing a great job of that. Thank you. Maybe Applause. Gilbert will like come down into my soul right. and next podcast I'll just be screaming and hilarious. Well, uh, since I am getting now this procedure done, which is going to help my sinuses and like take me to the next level vocally. Oh, you'll be even louder. Uh, I know. Oh, <laughs> because the, you're always like, oh, Matt's placement. It's always right here. This girl yeah. resonates. <laughs> you resonates. have no idea. I'm just, hey, but not the worst thing in the world, but it's going to be even more so and it's going to be at that next level. What procedure can you get done to take your comedy to the next level is the question. Oh God. <laughs> you know? I know. Maybe you could get like, I don't know, maybe get like a face mask, you know, try to get some, you know, face mask like like, Batman. Yeah. Like the mask. Remember Jim Carrey's the mask. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fun movie. Oh, I could totally do something like that. Totally. But that wasn't like stand up. I would say that was like a funny movie. Like I, I like playing like funny roles, like the mask or something. Right. Um, but yeah, but what Gilbert Gottfried did, I feel like was very different. It's very unique. Where that, or he, that's how he started out. Mm. You know, he obviously like took on roles later in his career. Sorry, I'm think, still thinking about the mask. And I just have to say. <laughs> <laughs> what is I, this, 1997? I know, like, I know. I'm thinking about the I'm mask. I'm just thinking about the mask. But I, I, one of my earliest memories was uh, me, me and my brother like begging my mom to take us to go see the mask. And my mom famously does not like a, com- a comedy in general. Mm. And I like rarely have memories of my mom being more upset with us <laughs> than like after making her sit through the mask it just was like not a movie for her and oh. she's like I can't believe I'm watching this but again that's why you're mom of the year it's like it's like the same thing that will happen if a future child of mine wants to like go camping and or play sports where it's like I will be my face will show that I'm upset and furious but I, I want the best for them and so I'll do it yeah I you know I, I was more of a mask starring share boy myself <laughs> yes the 1986 drama mm, never saw that one uh it's beautiful Cher's performance is fucking amazing and was, she was that was after she won her Oscar. no that was before because really? um she was when very was moonstruck uh moonstruck was 1987 oh. so Cher was like very famously not nominated oh just like the shirt uh, oh you said it out loud girl <laughs> not me um and uh she was very famously not nominated for mask mm. and so then she was like well fuck y'all i'm about to drop moonstruck wow and then she won an Oscar for Best Leading Actress. So maybe after House of Gucci did not earn Gaga nomination, she'll follow the share route, be in another blockbuster, critically acclaimed moment, and win. A lot of people are predicting that. Oh, what was the musical that... Um, oh, a lot of people like were like, what if they did a new cabaret movie musical mm. starring Lady Gaga? And I was just like... Would she be amazing? I, oh my God, she would be unbelievable. Wow. She would be fantastic. She would be perfect. I would throw all my money at that. Like <laughs> that, it would be amazing. I love that. Yeah. Um, I have one more piece of news, but I'm going to save it for my giving me moments. Okay. Um, is Ooh, any- wow. Really no news. This I week. told you, but do you have any other news that like maybe we missed? Is there anything people want to talk about here? I'm so glad you didn't bring up that David Mamet shit. <laughs> oh, what happened there? Oh, oh now I got uh, you. Have to yeah, talk you brought about it up. It. Give me a I'm high so level. Sorry. I saw a picture of David Mamet sucks. Uh, oh. That Jason Robert Brown tweeted or someone tweeted. He basically went on Fox News, I believe, and was interviewed or something. And like as the years have gone on, David Mamet, who's a very famous American playwright, mm-hmm. um, uh, has come out as very um, conservative and like Trumpian and Ooh. everything. And so he went on Fox News and literally this is like the quote. Teachers are inclined to be predators <laughs> is what he Wait, said. Predators like. Yes. No. Yes. Like those were his words. Not like, oh, he said something and the optics inferred something. Those were literally his words. And it's like, sir, 
if you don't, because you know how now the the extreme right is, they have nothing, so they're just trying to create scare tactics yes. to get people to support like certain time. political agendas. So, so they're essentially trying to tear down teachers and paint teachers as villains. Why like, teachers? Is this just as a result of that "Don't Say Gay" bill and the, all of that? Like it was okay. the the "Don't Say Gay" uh, bill. They're they're like they're trying to teach your kids this. Right. And the you know the critical race theory thing is like they're trying to teach your kids this and everything. And and so I and I feel like the extreme right is trying to. Um, scare parents and the way they scare parents to say you don't have control over your children because they're with teachers all day and it just and it's just so the fact that David Mamet said that like such a clear cut sentence right. like that is absolutely vile it's disgusting and it's also like who makes teachers their target it's like people who are like really anti-nurses even if you're like a person who like for whatever reason doesn't believe in COVID or thinks it's a hoax or whatever like the people that like attack medical professionals to the fact that so many people are leaving the medical profession because the uh, people in there that they're supposed to be treating are like violent verbally or otherwise with them it's just if any people in our society deserve the praise and like accolades and not to be fucking bothered by idiots all the time, wouldn't it be it's the medical professionals nurses, and the teachers, doctors, teachers, and, like, and they're like at the top of the hit list? I don't understand insane. it. It's I don't understand insane. it. I mean, I guess they're trying to paint uh, people as like like the people at, who are sort of like running the world and everything, and who have control mm. over you and your children Ugh. are actually the villains and everything. And it's, insane. It also is just so dated and old to be like, oh, you know gay people are just trying to indoctrinate your children. It's like we've literally been doing this till the, since the dawn of time and it's just fucking not true. Like no one's interested and it's like we just want your kids who are probably gay already to feel like there's a world that's going to welcome them. And like uh, why are we repeating this? You Can't you come up with something new? Oh my god. Honestly. I, I know I know so, so many, I would say like most of the, the profession that most of my friends are are like teachers. Like right. I know so many teachers. My brother is a teacher my brother right. is a gay teacher and like the fact that people are now sort of like screaming or crazy people are now <laughs> are now screaming teachers are teaching this crazy thing and they're just like no we're not like we're literally trying to just get your kids to sit the fuck down oh like god. that is what we're doing all, oh all my day. god and it's i didn't he say something about like men especially because we're predators yeah so they're the ones that i'll be trying to groom your it's just like so oh, wait by the way did had people distance themselves from david mamet yeah, but before this point, I hope like, are we still revi- like saying that he was the most amazing thing since sliced bread? Oh, as years have gone on, the past. Well, I mean, he definitely like has released some controversial plays okay. that, as years have gone on, people realize like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> um, and then, especially like after Trump, it was just like, oh no, David no. Mamet is no. yeah. David Mamet actually is one of my regulars at my restaurant. What? Yeah, I mean, you- I haven't served him in like a couple years, but like he used to come in pretty. Have you regularly. talked to him? Like. I've served him. I've like talked to him. How's your, how are you? Like, no. what can I get you? you Thank you. Have really a good day. Get it up the next time you see him. You got to <laughs> really. He hasn't come in in a long time, like years. So like, I doubt he's coming in again. Um, but uh, yeah. And so he, yeah. He, I mean, he weird. truly should just stay inside. Like, I think the, I feel like this is the loudest I've ever heard David Mamet's name. Like I <laughs> heard about this man who I knew nothing about before the past week. And it's like, you don't you don't want people to be turning on you at such a large rate especially if you're in an artistic community with a lot of gay people and people who don't fucking hate teachers for no reason yeah I just I, and it's so crazy because like he did it literally the day before his play American Buffalo opened on Broadway. Like Lord. it was because American Buffalo it's been revived several times since mm. like the seventies whenever it came out. Um, and it a revival just Ooh. is playing now with um, like Darren Chris and uh, Sam Rockwell and like 
And so it opens the next day. So I bet the producers for that were just like, I was going to say those poor producers, those poor actors, because it's so obvious for like, just don't go see the show now because fuck that guy. And it's like that hurts so many people. But also I get it (laughs) like I would feel the exact same way. So a mess, a mess. I'm so sorry I brought it up. <laughs> I love that you brought it up in a way of like I'm still glad we didn't have to talk about that. And it's like, well, sweetie, now we do. Now we do. Uh, that I should just be quiet. No, the whole time. you got to express. Um, so wait, is there anything other news for idiots we want to share before we take our quick little break? I'm closing my mouth before I say anything <laughs> else. I mean, I honestly can't think of anything. Right. But like, I'm closing my mouth because if I say something, we'll get on another crazy topic. All that right. is too dark for too too dark. Nuts. Exactly. We can't talk about that shit when Britney's pregnant. I know. This is the celebration episode. I know. Easter Sunday. Yeah. David Mamet has nothing to do with that. I know. <laughs> he has nothing to do with how I'm happy that my taxes are done. Yes. And I maybe did them correctly. I hope maybe you did. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with more Two Game Ads, the podcast. I'd love to audition again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just tuning in, which you probably are if you're listening to the podcast, we're talking about the Harry Potter play and the fact that Matt Steele would love to audition. I would love to audition. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so I, if any casting directors for that specific play are out there, <laughs> Matt Steele is available and interested. Um, I don't know the line yet because I've never read it, but like I can, um, I can, I can do bridge accent. <laughs> no Adele was coming tonight. I, oh, you know, you know, you can, you, I can do it. I can play 14. Oh, well, um, <laughs> uh, and I can make lots of faces and be really loud. What part of the podcast are we in? We are on email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have you can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gaymats at gmail.com to spell t-w-o or if you're watching this on the youtube you can comment below and be like hey this is a question i would like answered and um it might get answered Uh, so we got some emails we're gonna answer three today because one of them is short um so the first question comes to us from zoe zoe asks euphoria or skins hi Matt. Mm. i keep hearing about euphoria now that people around my age you both are talking about it i may watch it hearing about it reminds me of the uk show skins have you ever seen skins if so which one do you like better i look forward to your podcast every monday thanks for the laughs well that's very nice how did you watch because i remember i've never seen the uk skins but i remember watching like a tiny 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 little bit of when mtv usa made the the U.S. skins mm. um, and I just remember being because this was like during I believe this was like 2010 ish so it was it was Degrassi the boiling point era and that was just such a great era of Degrassi mm. and so I was just like this isn't Degrassi it's it's too dark <laughs> the kids are too serious wow yeah. I have not seen skins but I know that it's famous for like many of its cast members in the UK version going Dev on. Patel started on yes it, I'm he? looking at the list now Dev Patel uh, I see Nicholas Holt which I don't think he started on that was Nicholas Holt a child actor? Oh, I, I did up. not know that. Maybe I'm making that up. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya was on it. Was he really? Yes. I'm seeing so many British actors whose names we know now. I don't know. I just think clearly they are doing something right. And I feel like they have a show in Australia that's similar that I think just got canceled recently that both Kylie Minogue and... Um, Chris Hemsworth were on. I think it's called Neighbors, but it might actually be a soap opera. Okay. But I feel like there are certain shows around the globe that like really are breeding stars for the next great superstar. And mm. um, I think that's cool. Yeah. I remember the U.S. skins did not do as well as the U.K. skins. I mean, um, yeah. 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 It was like a, it was like a, a very it was a much darker show. It was like kind of like Euphoria. Of right. Like 12 years ago. Oh, but Euphoria update for the people um, out there. I am still watching. This week has been busy with my mom in town and I have fallen asleep before the end of episode two of season two twice now. But I'm going to finish it. Get back on the train. I'm still loving it so far. Okay. It's a beautiful show. Uh, next question comes from Bruno. Bruno says social reality dilemma. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? 
I'm doing well. I'm doing well as well. So season 22 of Big Brother Brazil is on right now. And after two very successful seasons, it flopped hard. Back in season 20, people went crazy with the idea of mixing unknown people with celebrities. It worked so well that a lot of celebrities were dying to be on season 21. And well, season 21 came and it was an even big, it was even bigger than season 20, but it was also the season of big cancellations and social media records. Mm. Uh, The most hated person, a celebrity, was evicted with a 99.17% of the popular vote and the winner, an unknown person, gained 24 million followers on Instagram. 24 million? during Big Brother's run. Whoa, I need to go on Big Brother Brazil. (laughs) I know. Girl. Um, But long story short, it's season 22 and celebrities are now scared of being canceled and are afraid to play the game and the unknown people know that they can gain a lot more by being influencers than by winning Big Brother, which means nobody is playing. Right. And also the winner has been established for a while, so there won't be any surprises there. But I guess my question is, can reality competition and social media work together or should contestants be asked to go off social media during its run? Have a nice week. I feel like there are so many reality shows that we've talked about being getting progressively worse as the social media following thing and like becoming an Instagram influencer seems to be the real prize now versus whatever mm. the prizes were pre-social media. Like this is the case for The Bachelor. This is the case for even, you know, Housewives and P- Vanderpump Rules, things like that. Now that it's so clear that this is a pipeline to be able to like sell flat tummy tea on Instagram, mm-hmm. people don't want to be their full true selves. People aren't open to being the villain because you want to come across as likable as possible, meaning that you're watering yourself down, which in turn makes for worse reality TV. I feel like clearly there are exceptions to this rule, like the Love is Blind guy who was just such a piece of shit. But that was a great season of television because of it. And you were so grateful he was there. I was grateful he <laughs> like, was there because I mean, he was doing the job. Like, So it's hard. It's just going to be hard to find those people who don't care about social media and don't want that to be the next stage of their career. I mean, I don't know that it was ever going to be a good idea for like a full celebrity to go on a, re- a reality show mm. just because you have no control over how you are edited. Like the reason the Kardashians do so well and keep doing it, even though they get more and more famous is because they control the edit. They can control exactly how they look and the villains are never going to be them. So I feel like this is just another example of like why the bachelor is bad now and why all these you know shows just aren't at their heyday because people aren't willing to just go on and like be their full selves and or have fun with it because it's these shows are they're supposed to be dramatic and if everyone's trying to be like the nice relatable person yeah. there's no drama well and the thing is like back in the heyday of the beginning of these shows like the big brothers and the rea- big bachelors and the survivors and everything it's like it, it, back in their heyday that's what these people did yes. like, they were like I'm gonna go and be on a season of this and never be heard from again but damn it I'm gonna make a splash on this season and exactly. everything whereas now it's like oh no social media exists and people's careers and uh, fame of like goes on after the show you right. know they don't just go back to their regular lives and everything and so people go into it anticipating that and the thing that's especially hard with Big Brother which is why the show has taken such a steep decline in quality is because like not only are you being filmed and you can be edited a certain way you are being filmed 24 hours a day and everyone can watch you and so like even if you you do something that's like slightly problematic or the optics aren't great or something like that you even if like that doesn't make the show the fans are still watching and they will just destroy you online and everything and so people don't want to go through that like there's something about Big Brother now even though I would kill to be on it (laughs) um, there's something about it now that 
most people now would be like, oh, I would never in a million years ever want to do that. Unfortunately, a lot of those people are the most interesting people. (laughs) It's just like, no, please be on this. If you were on it and like had the option of either trying to be like the nicest, sweetest version of yourself or like being kind of cunning and winning, Mm. which would you choose? I mean, I would want to be cunning, but like, (laughs) but like fun i don't yeah. i don't i feel like me naturally like i don't know how horrible can i come across right. like you've lived with me for periods that were longer than 24 hours a day yes like you you've seen me go through my day-to-day right. routine and it would be and fine everything. and i also just want to say even though people do get canceled on these shows all the time there's also a way to be a villain that's not like being problematic like if <laughs> you are a full fucking racist or homophobe or like I don't know just someone who hates people that aren't exactly like you or aren't like white straight and male like if you're a xenophobe, anything like that, like we don't want you on a reality show with or without social media. Like I don't want to give platforms to people who are actively Mm. like doing harm in the world, but you can still be a fucking villain. Like if you sleep with someone's boyfriend on Vanderpump rules, like that's the log line. Yes. Like that's a part of it. That's how you get on the next season. Exactly. So there are ways to be villains that aren't like ways that are ruining the world. So, I think there's a way to do it. Yeah. And I mean, that's why um, the finale of Celebrity Big Brother 3 was so disappointing because the producers were like, we can't let the public know that like mm. the fans who watch the feeds don't love Todrick and everything right. that that like he did like all these things because it'll discourage celebrities from wanting to be on if we do another Celebrity Big Brother season totally. because like... You know, he he's going through it right now. 100%. Uh, like, his career is kind of, like, harmed a little bit from it. And so, <laughs> so, and so celebrities, like, are going to be like, I don't want to go through that. You right. know, so it's, it is very hard. And it's like, you want the... You, you want the shows to continue to go on and everything because you love them and you're like, it can get better, it can get better, it can get better. But, like, with the way social media works now, it's like, can it? I, I don't know. know. But we're going to try. Gonna, it's going to be... It'll be impressive and it always is impressive when there's a very good season of reality television. Mm. Whoever is casting and producing the shows that can actually be made good are doing incredible jobs because it's just not easy. Mm. I don't think it's easy. Like, I was just watching clips from Big Brother 8 and that cast was just so much like they were wild really um they were such a good cast and they were just not afraid to just be awful <laughs> like just be awful oh. it was great uh what I, a time it was a time the heyday of reality tv damn um so next question comes to us from philip philip says madonna's original music mm. hi matt's in the last episode one of you uh, matt Steele, was trying to convince matt palmer to listen to madonna's discography and i completely agree her early records are so good having said that i've been annoyed t- uh, that on Spotify and Amazon Music that her first album, which is one of my favorites, is a reissue. And some of the original songs have been replaced with extended cuts. For instance, while Borderline is an absolutely perfect song, I don't need six minutes and 50 seconds, 57 <laughs> seconds of it. What do you think about these reissues and how do we get the albums in their original glory on these streaming services? Um, I saw this and looked up Borderline on uh just on Spotify and with that song at least in particular the I believe album version is available on a greatest hits record and okay. it's annoying like Spotify doing these reissued things and for especially like this is super fucking annoying but a way to get around it is like make your own playlist with the songs that if there are other versions of the songs that are like the real version and not the extended you have a playlist of like oh Madonna first album the cover arts are going to jump they're going to change it's not going to be the way we want it but there, you, you know what in life I feel like I say this in my day job 
you got to have a workaround. And this is just the mm-hmm. workaround for like what we want. But because uh, it's like if I had to choose, yeah, we just get the original. And like, why can't they put the original album on there and then the reissue album like on at there? The, like at the end. Exactly. Like that's yeah. not hard to do. But a way around it, I would suggest, is to do that um, and just make your own little playlists of the albums the way you want to hear them. Because you know what really fucking pissed me off? At some point, they re-released Four by Beyonce. Uh and they put it back on Spotify. And they did this with B-Day as well. And they completely fucked up the order. And I'm like, I cannot deal with School and Life, which was a bonus track being track two or even what I don't remember what it was. But it's just like, this is not how I know this album. And like, mm. maybe this doesn't make a difference for people. But for me, it's like, this album told a story. Yes. I'm used to the story. And you can't just put me on fucking shuffle with an album. It's like people who put albums on shuffle. It's like, are it's you out of your people mind? people put albums on shuffle. Why? That's so weird. It, yeah, I well, I I believe the change in like four. I remember the original album had one plus one as the opener, yes. and now it has love on top as the opener. It's like, oh no, 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 no. no. This album opens with one plus one. Exactly, it opens with the beauty and the majesty that yes. is one plus one. Yes, and then it ends with a or love um, love on top is like near the end of the yeah, original. It right? is. It's like yeah, it ends with the bomb. Once like, you get love on top, end of time, and fucking run the world, like that's the end, like the big explosive the end. ending. Like we Curtain told a story. Drops <laughs> and at- like bonus tracks. I love them as bonus tracks. It doesn't need to be up at the top. And I love School in Life. One of my favorite Beyonce songs. Oh, this is not fantastic. A, you know, a comment on the quality of these songs, but it's just I know the album a certain way, and it means something to me that yeah. it stays in that order. This is how how I grew up. Like yes. I'm, at, I'm at, attached to the memory of this album and the story that it tells. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, like I sort of like find that whenever I find that there's like a director's cut of a movie, I'm just like. Ah, I'm scared to watch it because I'm just like, I know this movie so well. Like I've seen this movie 5,000 times already, like as it originally was and everything. And to see a slightly different version, even if it's just like ever so slightly different, it's just like, this is weird. You know what is interesting to me though? Mm. Like uh, we were talking about the Goonies last week. I love the movie, the Goonies. It's just like one of the best movies of all time to me. Um, And I always grew up with um, with it recorded off of television. Oh. And when it was recorded off of television, all of the curse words were taken out and like tiny little snippets of dialogue were taken out. And to right. fill that time, or I guess to fill the time that it, the space it had on television, it had in deleted scenes, like a scene oh, at weird. a convenience store and a scene with an octopus like attacking the children and everything. And so I grew up thinking these were all in the original movie wow. and everything because that's the tape I would always pop in was recorded off of, I believe, was it the Disney Channel? I don't even remember. <laughs> um, and that's how I grew up. And so then I remember like uh, in school in like middle school a teacher put in a Goonies DVD or something like that and I remember just being like where's the octopus scene where's the convenience store scene oh right. this line is different like right. and I just remember like not being able to handle it and especially not being able to handle the fact that no the version I know is not the real version like that that's on my I couldn't sure. handle that it's tough but I mean I feel like there are the rare cases where the director's cut is as good or even better than the original and I feel like the director's cut that comes to mind for me is, of course, all too well, 10 minute version. Oh, I mean, <laughs> like when that came out, like it really over the time that I've spent with it, it ha- like and Taylor said this in interviews and I was like, girl, shut up. But I think she might be right. Like that has when I think of the song all too well, it is the 10 minute version It mm. is all of those new lyrics. It is all those new lines. And I felt like she was being so delusional when she first said that it was going to replace the original 
but I think it might have done it. Damn. Because that was such, I mean, obviously it went to number one, but like the way it was released, all of the fanfare around it, all yeah. of the secrecy around it, the Jake Gyllenhaal of it, all the video that goes along with it. like And how good those new lyrics that's are. that's the thing, the fact that they are as good, even if like structurally it's not what you remember, it's not, it doesn't make as much sense. It just, it is... It has earned its place in pop music history, yeah. but that's rare. You know, it, maybe it's the exception that proves the rule of yeah. director's cuts. The, a director's cut that I love is the Amadeus director's cut. Amadeus is one of my favorite movies of mm. all time. And um, for years I had just known the theatrical release. And so there's a director's cut, which like it doesn't like do things like change the order in it or anything, but there are like n- more scenes. It's just like a little extended. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, oh, fuck, I need all of this. <laughs> like, it's so good. It's wow. so long. <laughs> All right, Matt Steele, I have a question for you. Yes? What has been giving you moments, darling? I've been so busy. I haven't (laughs) been able to consume shit, guys. I haven't been able to watch TV, see any movies, none of that stuff. Um, But, you know, some moments have been giving me moments. You know how, like, two weeks ago, I was like, I got a new phone, and I'm just so amazed at how it works? Yeah. I must tell you. Yeah. This new laptop, I edited my first two gay mats video in a while and baby it was like fucking butter yeah i was like slit it was like oh you want to render this done and it's like wait you mean i'm not gonna be sitting here for half an hour as it renders a a 10 second clip jesus what the hell like because my old computer is almost 10 years old it's crazy you had that for so long everything would just take a long time and now it's i edited that video so swiftly and everything good for you it did take me a little while because like you know when you get a new computer and like it's like wait why is this saving here how do i like reconfigure that you said i had to figure that out yeah Still, like it was, it was just so smooth and so sleek, and I it just really gave me moments. Yes. Guys. So, um, that uh, as well as so, no, I don't think anyone knows this, but uh, Pastor Dan, uh, will be moving out of my apartment at the end of the Poor, month. I mean, it's, we are the Pastor Dan era is coming to a close. It was just he's the, in our hearts. It was like the e equals MC squared era, and that it ended. Much sooner than expected. Much sooner than expected and much sooner than it should have because we love Pastor Dan. I mean, you guys never met him, but like he was wonderful. Um, And and so I was very nervous the past couple weeks. Wait, are you about to give me something good? Oh, I'm about to (gasps) give you something good. Uh, So I was very nervous the past couple weeks that like, oh, I'm not going to be able to find a new roommate. I'm not going to be able to find a new roommate. It's going to... It like and so I'm gonna have to like pay the entirety of the rent of the apartment for several months and everything and I'm going to die of starvation. don't do that. But... Guess who I am living with. Please say Travis. I am living with my friend <gasps> and coworker, Travis Clayton, oh who some of you may know of as Chucky Chesterfield <laughs> from the movie Devos, the motion picture extravaganza. Known wow. As I'm so I remember when you brought this to me as a possibility and I was so excited because we were on set together, darling, because yes. we were waiting to shoot our scene. Travis, they, they played at BFFs. We in played Diva, BFFs Matt and, and Travis. BFFs on the set. Like what a lovely young man. And I just feel like as much as we love Pastor Dan and we always will always do. I feel like all is right in the world to have like someone who was in Devo's in that home. <laughs> you know, like I feel like everyone you am- acts like Devo's <laughs> is like this biblical, like it is omniscient, it's like the home. It is the tome that that apartment needs to represent. And I feel like having a Devo's cast member in there only makes sense. You know <laughs> Just, what I mean? So we can have nice, dry, bitchy conversations. Exactly. Me That's what the house is for. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So oh. um, if you want to meet Travis, uh, check out my movie Devos. Yes. Uh, you can see me and Travis have a scene together with Matt Palmer. Yes. Um, and so, we so I 
to have him on the podcast. We totally yeah, should. He'd be great. Um, but yeah, uh, so I would just the giving me moments obviously is that I thought I was going to have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars Ooh. paying for the, a two bedroom apartment by myself, and I am not, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm very right. happy. We will miss Pastor Dan, we but will. we love saving money as well. So Hello. I'm happy we got a new roommate quickly. Um, another thing, also, I'm way too late, so I'm not going to talk about it okay. much. But uh, this came out in 2020. Oh, this came out in 2020, but I finally watched it uh, this weekend. I watched Boy State. Whew. I watched Boy State. Yeah, you talk. It was your giving me moments. It- it's like wild. A, like a year and a half yeah, ago. It is wild. Uh, yeah, I just it's a documentary for those of you who are uh, hadn't listened to Matt Palmer's review. It's a documentary about I guess every state has boy state and girl state where it's like boys like all go to the Capitol and they take part in this political process and you have to like vote for a governor Oof. and like a lieutenant governor and like all that stuff. And there's like a campaign manager. There's, there's like a party leader. Some and everything. of those things like some of the. um the things that some of these children were running on, the like platforms they were running on. And I, the thing that blew me away was, I, spoiler alert, guys, if you want to check it out, don't, don't listen ahead because yes. I'll give some spoilers. One of the boys who was like running on this ultra conservative like mantra in his like uh, interview, he was just like, oh, yeah, I don't believe any of that. Like, I'm actually like kind of liberal. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm a I'm pro choice and everything. Like, but I'm just lying because I know most of these boys will vote for whatever. What Which, I say by the way. Yeah. Real politicians do that. Oh, you, you like, watch like the things that these boys do, and you you see the fucking parallels, and it's mm. just so dev. And it's like how like how are, like they're creating these like Instagram accounts like to drag the like other pe- the other party down and everything. Mm. And it's like I feel like the adults in the room should be like, no, we shouldn't be doing this. I and I watched it with someone who attended Boy State uh, in their state. He's from Delaware, yeah. and he was just like we didn't do any of this. Like we just like hung out in the dorms and goofed around like, and there was, you know, this other element to it, but like we weren't this serious about it. I know, I know someone who was at boy state as well and they're staying. I would, I would, if I ever went there, I would, my skin would crawl. It's it's also very like tribal and I'm not into like, I would never, I never went to like a sleepaway summer camp or whatever. Oh no, I loved that. Oh, I see. I like all that stuff just feels very tribal to me. No, it's not. Sleepaway summer camp is not tribal. The chants and the the fire, the fire uh, How many chants did you think we're going to be doing? Like, I don't (laughs) remember a chant happening. It just is like a place where you have activities and hang out with kids your own age. Like... It's I not guess tribal. <laughs> I guess it, whenever I like see it on TV, it always feels very tribal to me. Mm. But like Boy State is very Oof. tribal, and that Oof. stuff creeps me the fuck out. It's creepy. Um, oh, and just that boy Stephen. Oh, what an angel! I can't talk about. I what an angel and Renee who is like the party leader for they're, they're split up into two different parties the Federalists and the Nationalists neither parties are real but like <laughs> they have to like come up with a platform or whatever mm. and Renee was like the leader of the Nationalists what a queen like what a legend every moment of him was like a gif because, every, <laughs> because they would like constantly talk say something they were like trying to impeach him at one point and his reactions he would just like put down his notepad and it was like, mm, she's got something to oh, say. Yes. Oh, legend, legend, legends about Stephen, Renee, mm, angels, angels. And I wish the other boys the best. I, I, <laughs> I truly I, that. I hope and they see the light. I'd be ruder about them if they were adults, <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> so anyways, um, for me, if you probably could have guessed, Mariah Carey has released her masterclass, uh, and I have gotten a login one way or another. Okay. 
and I watched it in full. So again, my mom is in town. She got in town on Wednesday. I believe the Master Clash released on Thursday, and I was like, okay, I of course need to be a good host and like you know going to be here for my mom whenever she needs me. But also, there's new. There's an hour and a half class with Mariah Carey that other people have seen and I have not like mm. that's not okay no <laughs> you need so to see it with them I unfortunately or fortunately woke up really early one day at like seven oh. so everyone else was still asleep I just like naturally woke up by accident was like oh, if I'm gonna be up and I sit down <laughs> and I start that masterclass. And I, if you've heard anything about the masterclass, you know that Mariah uh, basically is recreating an extended and new version of her song, The Roof. That's incredible. And decides to bring in the incredible, the iconic, the vocal Bible herself, Miss Brandy Norwood, to assist her on background vocals. That's an incredible concept for a masterclass. Truly. It's like, because Mariah, it's like, yes, she's an amazing singer. Yes, yes. she's an amazing songwriter. Yes. But she is also such a. She is a recording artist to a T and just yes. the details of every single one of her songs. So like to have that be her lesson, it's just like, no, no, like being a recording artist is not just singing and songwriting. It's no. like you got to have the layers. Like there are so many intricate details that like you don't even notice until you listen for the hundredth time. Exactly. Like, and so the fact that she's like recreating a song, you know, so well and showing you how the different things she's doing with it in the recording process. When she was playing chills. the stems of that song, like the bridge that there were background vocals that I had not heard before. Oh my like, God. Unbelievable. I see you at like 7.15 in the morning being like, <laughs> like trying not to wake your mom. And you can tell that Brandy is such a fan and she knows that like, and but also Brandy is so famous for her background vocals and like her vocal stacking and her uh, way of singing in those background elements is so unique to her. So the whoever's idea was to be, have Brandy be the collaborator on this was a stroke of genius. Their voices sound so beautiful together. She brings in a real string quartet to do what synth strings did in the original and they sound beautiful. And of course, Mariah is getting them to sing their parts only by singing in whistle tone at them. No, it's like... <laughs> and it's just so amazing and hilarious. And the, but the thing about it is, I wonder if you were a person that was like, oh, I want to learn about like music competition or like as a vocal producer, how do you do this? Is this the class for you? I don't know. I feel like it's more of until like maybe the last chapter. It feels more like a musical documentary. You're more like watching these, you know, Mariah lead the string section and work with her musical director to basically translate what she's singing at them into musical terms and then working with Brandy on like how she wants the harmonies laid and how to double and things like that. Mm. And, uh, but it's just so amazing to watch her work in this situation. And I hate to bring negativity, but before this came out, because some people have a problem with Mariah's vocal in the big energy remix. And so when it came out that Mariah was redoing the roof with Brandy, people were like, Oh, I'm nervous. Oh, I'm so nervous about this. There are 2022 vocals. What will they be like? And it's the guys, the roof is not fucking fantasy. Like fantasy is literally her belting at the top of her fucking range. The roof is about the layers and like the softness, which has never gone away. That area of her voice has not really changed so much from 97. Like, and I just, I, the, the fact that people's initial reaction to, we have Brandy on a new version of the roof that's extended with new Mariah vocals was I'm worried. It's like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like I just, it just made me crazy. And I, again, am too old to be arguing on message boards. So I won't, I'll just express my opinion here. 
it's just if you love 90s R&B music if you love vocal layering if you love string quartets jump on YouTube right now and listen to that extended version of The Roof because it is truly gorgeous Mm. it is just so it is overwhelmingly beautiful and I love it so much and the fact that they came together for this is so exciting I hope it leads to collaborations that are original I'm just I also feel like she wrote in a letter to Masterclass when she released it like this is my first step in like showing who I really am in the studio I feel like we're getting a full documentary of her making her next record I don't know if it's going to be I don't know I don't know (laughs) if it's going to be you know more butterfly recreations on its 25th anniversary or if it's going to be original music but either way I think we're going to see because the thing is as much as anyone wants to talk about like her vocal state and how it has changed since she was 19 years old this woman is a musical genius and you see that genius in action in a way you never got to because you just saw her on stage in like a big flowy gown and thought, oh, big diva. But it's like, no, no, she's an artiste. She's a songwriter. She's a vocal arranger. She's a producer. And I think we as fans always knew that. But to see it and to have the public see it, at least the masterclass public see it, mm. it just is exciting because it's like this is what this is who we all knew she was. So yes. when you have your new vocals after your, your sinus, <laughs> yes. whatever, when procedure, I am Luther Vandross vocally, yes. when you are recording your new album, yes. like, are you going to take what you learned from masterclass and, and be like, and learn how to fly, spread your wings and prepare to fly. I mean, and I, you kn- do know I play the violin. So like, if you need a string quartet, you can sing some whistles at me and I can be like, yes. Or you'll just be like, no, I don't play in front of people. <laughs> you'll come over, bring your violin. I'll be like, okay, I want to do like, and you'll be like, oh no, I don't play in front of people <laughs> that'll be a waste of all of our time I'm just, I'm just here for the photo op exactly um, I mean yes I will definitely take what I've learned I mean as far as like the vocal doubling and the harmonies and all of that I feel like I kind of gleaned what she was teaching people from her records already but who knows what I'm going to learn in the additional documentary footage which I believe is coming okay. everyone stay tuned I just also think it's exciting that after 2020 we had like the rarities we had her memoir and 2021 was a little quieter you know all of Christmas is you stuff McDonald's stuff we love <laughs> but I love that now we're doing things that are not Christmas related it mm. is uh, you know big energy remix with Lotto and now we all also have this masterclass. I just think people are going to see her in a, in a brilliant new light in a new way. So. I think she knows now. It's just like d- release content. Yes. Just release yes. content. And so. if one doesn't fly, the next one the, will. Yeah, we'll do like, the next thing. That's And that's like what that's like the MO for being famous in 2022. I know. Just I know. release, release, release. Hello, if you wonder why I have so many singles coming out at random points during the year, <laughs> that's fucking why. Because it's like, that's people just... Yeah, it's like I, it's so weird, but now the way I think of Spotify is like, oh, this is just another social media platform. Yeah, like this, and it's like that's not bad. And like I'm going to put out a record that's more long form at some point, but in the interim, having more out more often does you more favors than like going and cocooning yourself for years yeah. on end, to and then make finally like releasing the one exactly. Thing and like it's not like unless you're Jasmine Sullivan, that ain't gonna work. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay, <Ooh>. so. <laughs> Had a lot of feelings. <laughs> um, but wait, yes. for a podcast with no news, honestly, we really talked about everything. We had a lot to say. Deep in your sinuses, deep in my <laughs> income taxes, <laughs> deep in all of our lives, it's guys. True. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for listening and or watching. Uh, we'll be back next week with more 2 Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. We love you. We love you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 